fantasy time. Uh, yeah, we're talking fantasy sports, not dear penthouse. But don't worry, winning your league is way better than porn. This is Fantasy Hockey Time with Dean Millard. Can you dig it? Presented by Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. Can you dig it? Get in the game where you own the game. Joe own the Chiefs. Owns. 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 Hello there and welcome to Fantasy Hockey Time presented by Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports here on the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. My name is Dean Millard and hopefully I'll help you win your league and not only that, try to make it a little bit better. Uh, Not just about stats and trades and drops and things like that, but also rules and opinions and um, all that kind of stuff. Interaction with you hopefully as well. Thank you so much for watching or listening, uh, whatever you are doing. Uh, if you're watching, uh, congratulations. Welcome to the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. Uh, we're going to start things off uh, on every show uh, with a question that we'll throw out to you and uh, get some conversation started. You can reply to me on Twitter at Duck Millard. And here is this week's question This is a serious message. Peace and love. Peace and love. You're in a brand new Dynasty Hockey League. Connor McDavid is obviously going number one. Who do you take second? McDavid is the obvious choice. Like back in the day uh, when I grew up playing in hockey pools, you split Gretzky's points. Somebody got Gretzky's goals. Somebody got their assists. Um, You know, you're getting 92 goals, uh, 163 assists, uh, things like that. It's just ridiculous. Uh, So you split them up. Uh, now, you know, there's not as much dominance as uh, in that regard, but there is a clear number one player and the best player uh, when it comes to fantasy. If if you would take somebody over McDavid, I'd sure like to know. I, I have uh, said, uh, heard people say they would take uh, Sidney Crosby if you wanted to win right now. I, I, I think Sidney Crosby's a great player, but if you're in a dynasty and you don't take Connor McDavid first overall, I'd really like to know why. For me, it would be Leon Dreisaitl. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit biased because I've been able to watch him so much, um, you know, a little bit with Prince Albert and then, obviously, as an Edmonton Oiler. Uh, there are other choices, of course, Nathan McKinnon. People will say Austin Matthews. Uh, Mitch Marner is phenomenal. Uh, I, I think Mitch Marner is an amazing hockey player. Uh, not enough people are talking about uh, Jonathan Huberto and what he's doing in Florida. Uh, but I would be going with Dreisaitl. Uh, first of all, I think he's the best passer in the league, especially on the backhand. And he's had a 50-goal season and would have another 50-goal season almost uh, assuredly if it wasn't stopped last year. So I would go with Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, since 2018, he has the second most goals and the second most assists in the NHL. So I'd love to hear from you. Hit me up on Twitter at Duck Millard and uh, chime in with uh, who you uh, if you were taking a second pick, who you would take second overall behind McDavid. Big thanks to our title sponsor, Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. It's the most realistic and high-stakes fantasy platform out there. The UFHL, Ultimate Fantasy Hockey League, nearly mimics everything about the NHL, including a scouting program and a prize pool approaching 50 k 
Right now, there is the UFHL and there is the UFAHL covering off the American Hockey League. And a new sport will be soon launched as well. Get in the game where you own the game. Follow at UFF Sports, at UFH League, or at UFS Network on Twitter to find out more. There is also an auction. Uh, If you're listening to this on Monday, March 1st, it ends today at 6 p.m. Eastern for the 32nd franchise. So you can join this league. Uh, The bidding right now is just over $2,500 the last time I checked. So the uh, link is uh, scrolling at the bottom of the screen and our ticker. Uh, We use Air Auctioneers. So check it out, find out more, and join us, if you will, in the Ultimate Fantasy Hockey League. All right, here is... Uh, today's starting lineup we're gonna do three and a half stars that is the top three and an honorable mention from this past week we'll give you five lineup decisions now some of these will be tough choices some of them might seem like no-brainers and most of them will be uh, in between we'll have the mash 4077 unit who's out who's returning on the men uh, we'll make some bold predictions how bold can you get fantasy island is where i will vote somebody on or off a fantasy hockey uh, teams that I have, and maybe you can chime in as well. And we'll have your fantasy beef, just what is bugging you, plus we'll wrap up with rules of fantasy engagement. Each week I'll give you a different rule uh, that I either use in uh, one of my leagues uh, or uh, I've heard uh, from different people. So those are all the things that we will be talking about on this program and I'd love for you to be able to chime in. You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? Well, who the hell else are you talking? You talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. I am indeed the only one here in the uh, in the marsh, uh, just outside of Edmonton. That's the uh, studios uh, for me and uh, Podcast Alley. The several shows that I could do. Check them out at podcastalley.ca. But if you want to get a hold of me for this show, hit me up on Twitter at Duck Millard. You can email me fantasy hockey time pod at gmail.com also give a follow to the ultimate fantasy sports network ufsn network or ufs network on twitter and you can also email us there at ufsn at uffsports.com so several different ways to get in touch and we'll tell you uh, more about the ultimate uh, fantasy sports network as we roll along in the program. So let's get going now. Game on! Love the 80s video game Blades of Steel. I, I definitely was more of a um, ice hockey type of guy, for sure. Uh, the uh, the uh, fat, skinny, medium guy, four on four. I don't know how Poland made it in that game. They must have been really, really strong or... Uh, I don't remember Poland being that strong in hockey, so I don't know how they got in there, but Blades of Steel was obviously a lot of fun as well. So, uh, three and a half stars. We start with an honorable mention, and uh, that honorable mention is going to uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins defenseman, Chris Letang. Um, There's been a lot of talk about uh, what's happening with the Penguins, and uh, obviously uh, they... um, they had the uh, the big shakeup uh, early on, and now you got Brian Burke and and uh, Hextall in there, uh, you know, as the the management group. Uh, but Chris Letang has played really well. The Penguins got shut out on uh, Sunday 
uh, Sunday morning. That's I'm recording this on uh, Sunday night. But Latang is my honorable mention. He picked up two goals, three assists in just four games. Two of them uh, were power play points of his uh, five points. He also had a game-winning goal. If your uh, league rewards bonus points or anything like that, uh, I know in the uh, in some leagues you have uh, bonus points for game-winning goals and nine shots, and most leagues uh, have that. So pretty productive week from the blue line for Chris Letang. Led all blue liners in points in the past seven days. Number three for me is uh, the super rookie, Kirill Kaprizov of the Minnesota Wild. Uh, he had three goals and three assists in just four games, all of them even strength. Uh, so unfortunately, no bonus for power play points there. He was plus six. If your league, unfortunately, has plus minus as a stat, uh, it is not only the worst stat in the NHL, but it's even worse as a fantasy stat. Unfortunately, I'm in a bunch of leagues that do uh, have plus minus. I have, I've, I've, I'm trying to get rid of it. I, I hate plus minus as much as I hate the shift in Major League Baseball. And if you've ever listened to any of my other baseball shows, you know that I hate the shift. I, I actually have a show planned later on called Ban the Shift that I'm going to bring out at some point. But anyway... Uh, Kaprizov really, really strong this year, likely right now the leading rookie of the year candidate. Although, uh, Pew Suter scored again for the Blackhawks tonight. He takes over the rookie goal lead. Um, and by the way, Patrick Cade, 400 goals, Alex Dabrinkat, four points in that game. That was a fun game to watch Sunday night. If you're a Blackhawks fan, not so much if you're a Detroit Red Wings or if you're Thomas Grice's stick, who, uh, did not have a good night, but, uh, I sold to Brinkat. I traded him in the UFHL in uh, the off season or early and when there was no season, I think I might've sold low on him second on the uh, Blackhawks in points and uh, behind Patrick Kane, who was obviously a, a definitive fantasy starter. So anyway, Kaprizov is uh, the third star of the week. And as mentioned, probably the rookie of the year, Matt Zuccarello is star number two uh, for fantasy hockey time. Uh, he led uh, players in scoring with two goals and six assists in four games, threw in a penalty minute there. I have my thoughts on penalty minutes that I'll share uh, throughout different episodes of this show. And nine shots uh, for Zuccarello and the Wild, who are absolutely surging right now. They have won six straight. They're just a point back of Vegas uh, for first place in the uh, West Division. And Zuccarello has been absolutely on fire. 11 points in seven games since returning from uh, off-season arm surgery. He's only played, uh, you know, seven games. And he's always been a mid-50s kind of point. I think he peaked early 60s one season with a 61-point season. So, obviously, he's not getting that production this year. But based on, um, you know, uh, 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 point per game and, and pro-rated, he's going to have an impact now that he's back. He, he's probably not going to keep up at this pace. But he might have put you over the edge this week. And, you know, hopefully the Wild keeps surging and he keeps working for you. So he's number two. And Andre Vasilevsky is uh, the number one star. Two shutouts, 3-0 and record, a .67 goals against average, and a 9.75 save percentage. With Andre Vasilevsky this week, you just swept the goaltending categories. Like, there was nobody that is probably going to be able to match that, uh, you know, as far as wins. You, there might have been a guy who played uh, one game and, and picked up some great numbers, but nobody's getting you three wins in those numbers. So he's played 16 of the 19 Tampa games this year. I don't know at, at what point if they, uh, you know, call off the dogs a little bit with him, but if you have them, you're golden. You know, you, you have the best goalie in fantasy right now. 
and and that that's good if you're going to the playoffs. It's also good if the, your team is not very good and you want to get a, start a rebuild. This is a guy who will probably get you a king's ransom. I don't know when trade deadlines are in your league, but if you're a team that is looking to leverage this guy, start putting him out there on your trade blocks now uh, if you want to rebuild. And um, if you're not, uh, you're just riding this guy into the uh, playoffs and um, hoping he continues to do it, which, you know, worked pretty well for the Tampa Bay Lightning last year. Also of note, um, different leagues have different uh, categories like hits and block shots. While the leading shot blocker, Adam Larson, and the leading hitter, Brady Kachuk, also are uh, the leading uh, hitters and block shots of this week. So both of those guys living up to that. Um, I, you know, Brady Kachuk, obviously you're getting a whole lot of, uh, value out of that guy as a fantasy player, uh, with hits. If your league has that, uh, you get some penalty minutes and obviously some points, obviously the plus minus, unfortunately, if you had that is going to suffer again, plus minus worst stat of all time. But, uh, Adam Larson, you know, most fantasy leagues are not, uh, probably clamoring to have Adam Larson in the ultimate fantasy hockey league. We're all about everything about the NHL. So we've got 23 man rosters. We have 31 teams soon to be 32. So Adam Larson is going to have some value in that league where we have, uh, different things like the, like, uh, peripheral stats and a, a guy who is going to, um, you know, play in, well, he's, he plays in a, in a top four role. So he will be on a fantasy team in the, in the UFHL because that's how deep everything is. You know, we have, let's have a 27 player protected list, uh, scouting programs. It's, uh, it's absolutely unbelievable. So anyway, there is a look at uh, the uh, three and a half stars. And now it's time to get to some uh, lineup decisions uh, that uh, I think about uh, this week. Uh, you know, some of them will be decisions that I'm going to be making. Others, I'm looking at different players. And we'll start off with Kevin Hayes. He's facing the Penguins three times of his four games. Uh, almost every team has uh, four games this week. And uh, for the Flyers, Kevin Hayes has been really good against the Penguins. In three games this year, he has three points. Uh, and Tristan Jari uh, didn't play today when they lost, so he'll probably get the start. Um, has certainly uh, you know turned things around for Pittsburgh lately, but he's still giving up a lot of goals. Hayes is getting second-line uh, minutes. He's also getting some second-line power play time for the Flyers. And he has five points in his last three games. So uh, he's a guy that I actually just traded for in uh, one of my leagues. Uh, so I'm definitely getting him in the lineup against the uh, Penguins. Um, I have Stamkos and I have Backstrom as my uh, one-two centers in that league. So Hayes is uh, certainly slotting in in sort of that flex position for me. Uh, the other lineup decision for a lot of people, and I'm making this in one of my leagues, is uh, Jamie Benn and the Stars are struggling right now. And this is a, you know, if, if you're looking ahead and um, uh, uh, maybe for a playoff run, this is a good time to buy low on Jamie Ben if you can have room to stash him on your roster because he shouldn't be in your lineup right now. He is not playing that well. Just one goal in his last 10 games. Dallas is last in their division and they've only played 16 games because of that awful storm in Texas and you know, obviously with COVID uh, affecting different things. So if you have room and you're a pretty strong team, you could be able to buy low on Jamie Ben right now. Uh, don't have them in your lineup, though. <laughs> Just do not put them in your lineup until the stars start going. Uh, as mentioned, they've only played 16. They get Tampa, the Blue Jackets twice, and the uh, Predators this week. So put him on the bench, buy low if you think he could be able to turn it around and, uh, you know, maybe Sagan gets back in time for him to have a late fantasy push and, and, and help your lineup. 
but do not uh, I would not recommend starting him uh, right now um, and you know unless uh, this week he obviously sudden gets hot and you're in uh, daily le- uh, daily lineup changes or in uh, you're playing in any of those daily leagues uh, number three for me is about Jordan Cairo and he got off to a great start but he is cooling off a little bit he had 12 points in his first 10 games as many as he had in his first 44 NHL games however just five points in 10 games which is not awful uh, it's it's not Jamie Benn. He doesn't have uh, one goal in his past 10. Uh, he has five points in his past 10 games. So I'd be, you know, if you were benefiting off Jordan Cairo, you know, and, and, you know, I'm not saying he can't rebound and, um, you know, be a productive player. I don't think he's was going to keep up that uh, over a point per game pace. So now could be a good time to sell uh, with Jordan Cairo, depending on your depth. If you obviously need him to uh, to have success, then uh, you're not wanting to do that for sure. Uh, but uh, certainly, I think uh, it's a good opportunity to get something uh, for uh, Jordan Cairo, as um, he certainly got off to a great start. All right, how about this guy who uh, came back oh, just a little while ago? Anthony Sorelli scored a beauty on Saturday night versus the Stars. And also added an assist as the Lightning beat the aforementioned Dallas Stars 5-0. Sorelli had missed six games uh, with an upper body injury. And before the injury went pointless in two games. So it could have been certainly something that was affecting him. That that they wanted to just give him a little bit of a rest. But before that, he was a point-per-game guy. In his first 10 games of the season, he got points in every way. Five-on-five. Power play, even shorthanded, two game winners, bonuses for that if you have that in your league. And uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning get the Stars one more time this week, and then three versus the Hawks, who routed the Red Wings on Sunday night. So uh, if you had Sorelli early on, congratulations. You can put him back in your lineup. That goal he scored on Saturday night was absolutely amazing. And uh, the uh, final uh, lineup uh, decision that I will recommend is that you ride the flower. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury has been counted out again. You know, first of all, uh, Pittsburgh decided they didn't need him, and he took another team to the Stanley Cup Finals. And then the uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, went out last year and picked up Robin Leonard. And here we are, the flower leading them, as Leonard, unfortunately, is injured. And so I'm not saying that when Robin Leonard comes back, uh, that I, I think it's probably going to go back to some sort of a split, not 50-50, uh, probably 60-40, 70-30. Uh, but there will be a time when uh, Marc-Andre Fleury does struggle this season or does get a bit of a rest. So, uh, I, you know, I, I in one of my leagues, I've got Fleury and Jordan Bennington. And, you know, if, if I got penalty minutes, it'd be great because Bennington went on that, uh, you know, did his best... Uh, I want to fight everybody uh, like the, uh, the the kind of the chihuahua going after the Doberman pinchers. Like Devin Dubnik, 6'6". And Devin Dubnik said, he told Bennington, you're 165 pounds, get off the ice. Uh, so Bennington would be good if he got me uh, Pims. And he has been fairly reliable, but thankfully I had started Flurry the other night. I didn't start Bennington. And, I'm, and early on in the season, it was Bennington getting most of my starts. On nights where they were they had conflicting, thankfully were daily lineup changes in that league. But more and more, I'm riding the flower as well. So I would uh, I'm, I'm taking my own advice, and uh, I would certainly uh, recommend that uh, you do as well and get Mark Andre Fleury uh, in your lineup as much as uh, possible. 
tis but a scratch. A scratch? Your arm's off. No, it isn't. Well, what's that, then? I've heard worse. You've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look! Just a flesh wound. What are you going to do, bleed on me? I'm invincible! All right, uh, the uh, MASH 4077 unit, as we are calling it. Um, absolutely loved that show. And uh, in, in high school, my good friend Jeff had a a van. Uh, we called it the love van because we thought we were um, pretty uh, pretty good with the ladies, and really we weren't. But we would sit in that uh, the love van before dances, and you know we would uh, invite our girlfriends in, and it was basically an IV drip of beer. Uh, I absolutely loved uh, those those mash four oh seven pre dance days, uh, but this is uh, obviously based on uh, the uh, the injuries that players are suffering right now. And uh, Jakob Markstrom, uh, this is going to be one to watch uh, for those people that have him in fantasy, especially if you're in a weekly league where your lineups are locked in. Uh, Markstrom was eligible to come off the uh, IR with an upper body injury on Saturday, and that didn't happen. So watch for him Monday night. The Flames face Ottawa again, and then it's the Oilers for two more against uh uh, but then it's the Oilers before two more rather against the Sens. It's a four game week for the Flames. So getting Markstrom back would be great. Um, but obviously you're going to be watching for news of that uh, on Monday. Uh, Nico Heischer, another guy to watch, took a puck in the face on Saturday night. And he had a goal and an assist before he left the game. And he had just returned from an injury. He's the Devils captain now. Uh, he's only played four games this year. So he left uh, with a towel and they... Uh, they were pretty concerned uh, after. They weren't sure what his uh, status was going to be. Uh, Dylan Larkin, upper body injury, missed his uh, first game since 2018 and uh, 2019 uh, on the weekend. Uh, I mean, like that that's a guy who has been obviously um, very, very durable and very, very valuable. But, you know, you're looking at uh, a, a Detroit team that is just not good at all and then you take a guy like Larkin out of the lineup and obviously you're taking a lot of speed uh but anyway he uh is the top line center you know as as much as that is 11 points in 22 games not a ton of fantasy options in Detroit but he is one of them he does rack up a lot of shots so if you're in a league that uh, has a lot of shot re- rewards or a category he's certainly a guy that uh, you you want to have um but the Wings are a team that also only plays three times this week, so him being out isn't going to be that big of a deal for you. Jack Eichel, the uh, this the uh, interesting situation with Eichel uh, continues. Um, he was a uh, late scratch on uh, last Thursday uh, for the Buffalo Sabers, uh, and then the uh, Sabers get shut out three uh, nothing by the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, and you know there was a lot of. Uh, back and forth dialogue uh, when it comes to Jack Geichel, who, you know, thankfully is back in the lineup. Um, but whether he, you know, what is the real story? Because the the uh, Buffalo Sabres Ralph, and Ralph Kruger said at one point he was injured uh, in New Jersey and then something happened in warm-up and then Eichel said something different. So there is a lot of turmoil going on in Buffalo Thankfully, uh, Jack Eichel is back in the lineup because the Sabres, um, you know, are, are infinitely better with him. He hasn't been great. Two goals this year and a guy that generates so much speed, you have to think something is bothering him and he didn't obviously score today. He does have 12 helpers, so it's not like this guy is uh, like totally dropped off the face of the earth like Jeff Skinner has. But if you're, uh, you know, 
if you're in uh, a daily league, I I, I would be um, leaning towards this guy bouncing out at some point. You you know you just can't keep a goal scorer like him down as long. Um, but if you're in a weekly league, you might have to look at better options uh, in this situation. A couple of guys uh, that aren't on this list, Travis Konechny and Thomas Hurdle, uh, both uh, dealing with the COVID situations. They're on the COVID list. Uh, Hurdle just gone on it, so he's likely out 14 days. Konechny has been on there for, uh, since February 14th. Also, Colton Pareko, uh, don't know what's going on with him. The Blues aren't saying. And uh, Austin Matthews had that wrist injury, didn't play on Saturday night. Hopefully he returns uh, for the rematch uh, with the Oilers on Monday. I'm sure those of you that have uh, Austin Matthews on your uh, lineup are uh, certainly missing uh, the fact that he has 18 goals in 20 games uh, this year. So, uh, you know, definitely Matthews is, might be taking away that mantle of best goal scorer in the NHL and best goal, goal scorer in uh, fantasy hockey as well. All right, uh, we'll be back with our second segment in just a few seconds. We'll have some bold predictions and we'll vote on and off of Fantasy Island. This is Fantasy Hockey Time with Dean Millard. That's a route, it's a blow-up. All right, uh, Fantasy Hockey Time is presented by Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. And it's part of the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network, your one-stop fantasy sports shop. We're building something all fantasy fans will love, and we're also looking for quality programming to join us. Reach out if you're interested in being part of the rotation, whether you have a daily, weekly, or even monthly show. If it's about fantasy, we'd love to chat. Give us a follow at UFF Sports, at UFH League, and at UFS Network for more information on how you can own the game. All right, uh, one thing we're going to get going with uh, right off the bat in this segment is a uh, we're, we're going to get uh, into the crystal ball and uh, make some bold predictions. Hear me now and believe this later. Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. We want to pump you up. All right. My bold prediction is about goaltending. And I'm going with Tuka Rask. 2-0 with two shutouts. Might not equal Andre Vasilevsky from this week with two shutouts and 3-0 record and a .67 goals against the average 975 save percentage. But the Bs... Play three times, twice versus the Caps, one versus the Devils. Rask should start the first game versus the Caps and the last game versus the Devils as Boston does a lot of one-and-one. Uh, uh, one. Um, Rask would be his first shutout this year if he would get it, and it would certainly help uh, some of the numbers uh, that he has. He's having a pretty good season, but uh, certainly could be better. I, I have uh, Yika Markstrom uh, on one of my teams, but... I'm not sure what's going on with him, so I went out and traded for Tuka Rask uh, before the, uh, the the deadline approaches. And I think, uh, you know, Boston's first. Uh, he's going to get his uh, wins. Uh, his other numbers will come down, and I think it'll uh, it'll work out into uh, what I think will be a, uh, a good trade. So, all right. As that's my bold prediction, it's time to get to Fantasy Island. Welcome to Fantasy Island. Yeah. 
All right, time to vote. Wendell is cut. Rudy is cut. Janie, you're gone. Steven, I like your hustle. Get him a uniform. Congratulations. The rest of you made the team. <sighs> Except you, you, and you. All right, uh, voting somebody on, voting somebody off of Fantasy Island is what we will do here. And uh, the the guy I voted off, I just dropped him tonight, is Anti Rant, uh, goaltender of the uh, Arizona Coyotes. As mentioned, I traded for Tuka Rask, and I have Markstrom. So I had to release everybody's favorite uncle, Anti Rant. Uh, and th- this is a interesting. I drafted this guy as a rookie way back when. I think I've had him for seven or sorry, eight years almost. Um, and, and I thought maybe this guy could be a poor man's uh, Dominic Hasek as he was stuck behind uh, different guys in Chicago, went to the Rangers, ended up in the Coyotes organization where he's now the, I guess, the de facto backup or 1B with uh, Darcy Kemper. But injuries have hampered his development. And I had him in the minors for so long. I finally brought him up this year, signed him to a you know a three-year deal. And uh, he never started a game for me because I went with Markstrom and now I had to drop him. So it's really, it's like a long-term uh, player development I had with this guy. Um, but he just couldn't stay healthy. You know, he has the tools, uh, but he he had the opportunities, couldn't stay healthy, and Darcy Kemper got really hot. So that's who I voted off. And uh, the guy, uh, I also voted off uh, Noah Hannafin. I had him on my roster, but uh, I like Noah Hannafin. I really like him as a player, but... I needed to get more production of the blue line, and I voted on Jake Bean, a former uh, Calgary hitman. And uh, he is a uh, with the Carolina Hurricanes now and has six points in eight games since February 15th. From the third pairing, along with Hayden Fleury, he's 22, Fleury's 24. Ride it while you can. That's what I'm going to do. I don't know if uh, Bean is going to either get kind of elevated up uh, and get a little bit more ice time and maybe some sugar power play time, or he's just going to, you know, kind of fade away a little bit. But I'm going to try to get as much production out of Jake Bean as I can. So uh, that is uh, certainly uh, why I decided to vote uh, Jake Bean on to Fantasy Island. Who are you voting on or off Fantasy Island? Uh, Hit me up on Twitter, at DuckMillard. And let me know uh, who is making or not making your lineup in your various fantasy hockey leagues. Back to the pond, rookie. This is Fantasy Hockey Time with Dean Millard. Dean Youngblood, five foot ten inches, one hundred and sixty pounds. He's seventeen years old. An American kid from Stanton scored ninety-two goals this year so far for the Stanton Flyers. I got to tell you, the scouts in the UFHL and the U- and UFF sports would be much better at finding talented players than Ray or whatever the hell that guy's name was in Youngblood, Chadwick's assistant GM or whatever. They're just finding about Dean Youngblood that, you know, they had his brother. How do they not know about this? Bad scouting. You will not find that bad scouting in uh, the UFFS, which is the presenting sponsors of Fantasy Hockey Time. It's the most realistic platform that there is. The Ultimate Fantasy Hockey League, we mimic just about everything about the NHL, from a scouting program to actual seven-game playoff series. Yeah, you know how most of your fantasy leagues end uh, like a couple of weeks before the end of the season? Not ours. We go right into the playoffs and we have a fantasy play, a playoff fantasy draft where the franchises that didn't make the playoffs, you get to redraft them. So 
let's say the Calgary Flames don't make the playoffs. Uh, or sorry, let's say uh, that uh, the uh, a franchise in our league doesn't make the playoffs. Uh, and they have Connor McDavid for whatever reason they didn't make the playoffs. Well, you could draft Connor McDavid for your playoff draft. It is just amazing. There is so much going on, and even better, they aren't just fantasy players. They're digital assets on the blockchain that you bid on, trade to build your team or your scouting platform. With UFFS, you own the game, so get in the game. Give them a follow at UFF Sports at UFH League. And you can give us a follow at UFS Network for more information. You definitely own the game with UFF Sports. Am I hot? Yeah, I'm hot. Get some bull crap. I'm your huckleberry. Well, we're waiting. That's a crock of crap. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Boy, that escalated quickly. All right, uh, so this is uh, Fantasy Beef, where we will air our uh, fantasy grievances, and I have a lot of them. Um, I, I have a lot of thoughts on how fantasy should run, and uh, the one thing I think fantasy should never be is a weekly event. Um, you know, obviously, in, in football, your teams only play once, and most of it is centered around a bunch of games, so it's easy to decipher. In baseball, basketball, hockey, injuries can happen on Tuesday or Monday night, and you're locked in uh, with that player for that week. It's awful. And, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, people say, oh, there's no skill in daily. Well, yeah, there is. You're, you, you know, there's going to be times when you're going to have guys playing on different situations, but don't you always want best on best? I do. That's, you know, I, I, I like the ability to know that if, uh, you know, in baseball, if my catcher gets hurt on Tuesday, I'm not hooped and not getting any points uh, from that position for the rest of the week. The other thing I think weekly lineups do is they suck people's attention away. I'm And here's an example. I'm in a weekly league in CBS. I've been in it for years. You know, the, the reason I'm still probably in it is because I've just always been in it. I started with this league. Uh, we we started it many, many years. Sidney Crosby was so, oh, oh uh, 06 was the uh, first year that uh, we started this league. And um, that's probably the reason I'm still in it because it's a weekly lineup league. And, and you know what it does is it, it it allows people to set their lineups and then they just don't have to worry. They just, they check in on Sunday and see if they won. And I know this because I've had to text owners in our league to say, "Hey, I made you a trade offer." Cuz they're not checking in the league. So weekly, not only does it hamper your decisions, you're basically throwing a dart and saying, "Well, hopefully this guy stays healthy for the whole week." Um it sucks in that regard and it sucks because guys and GMs and 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 owners in in the league uh, they just uh, they just decide to check out and they don't uh, they don't look at lineups. Well, they don't have to because they're not making a lineup change. Barely check scores or uh, any kind of uh, trade requests. So, if you're in a weekly league, uh, I feel I've I you know just this year was managed to uh, change uh, our baseball league to a weekly league. Well, I became the commissioner and I just made that decision because especially with COVID, like with COVID, it's just absolutely brutal. Um, there's, there's no way you should have weekly lineups in, in COVID. And, you know, there, there might be people that don't even know what I'm talking about because they're only in daily leagues and they, they think the concept of a weekly league is absolutely foreign, foreign uh, to them. 
Uh, and then, of course, there's like the, uh, you know, the DraftKings and a lot of those daily leagues, which I'm going to start getting into as we go, especially with baseball. Awesome uh, that baseball, even in the preseason, uh, returned on Sunday. So that's my fantasy beef. Uh, the fact that uh, there are weekly leagues, and I'm in one of them, uh, is mine. What is your fantasy beef? What gets, uh, what really grinds your gears, as Peter Griffin said, uh, when it comes to fantasy sports? Hit me up on Twitter at Duck Millard or Fantasy Hockey Time Pod at gmail.com. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. I don't think it taints it. What'd you talk about, mister? All you have to do is follow three simple rules. All right, well, I just have one rule for you today, uh, Mr. Dalton, and um, this is where I think I can help improve your league. Um, Certainly, we implemented this in one of my football leagues because Jamie Thomas of uh, the color analyst for the Winnipeg Jets. He came up with this in our football league a long time ago. It's now been adopted in our hockey league that uh, he uh, he started. Uh, him and I uh, were co-commissioners or whatever in that one, and we started implementing it in that. It's in our baseball. So uh, it's the toilet bowl. So everybody uh, that makes the playoffs is obviously competing for the championship trophy, and that's great. But the rest of the teams um, just have nothing to do. So, you know, all the money is going to that. And I don't think that, uh, you know, non-playoff teams in in those kind of leagues, um, you know, the smaller kind of, uh, you know, not dynasty, um, not the serious money leagues uh, should get the money. So they had need something to play for. That's where the toilet bowl comes in. So in our leagues, we we all our leagues, we have rookie picks. But you could do this for actual draft picks. In one of my uh, ESPN football leagues, the Parrot Head League, uh, we started implementing this just for draft picks. So the bottom four teams play off for the toilet bowl. Um, if you're in a, a 12-team league, I don't think five and six should get a shot at the first overall pick. But four, one, three, two, and one play off in a two-round uh, you know, winners go to the semis and the, or to the final, and then boom, the winner of that gets the first overall pick, whether it's a rookie pick in your league or it's just the first overall free agent pick. The loser gets two and so on and so on. It What it does is, you know, it, it might take away a little bit of trades at the deadline in your league, but it keeps guys interested more. We all know those guys that three, four weeks into the season, they're checked out. They're starting injured guys, blah, 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 blah. This keeps the interest going, forces you to say, okay, I want to, if I'm going to go into a rebuild mode, okay, I'm doing this and maybe I'll get slaughtered in the toilet bowl, but whatever. Or I could try to keep some pieces win the toilet bowl, get the first overall pick and, and really do it. So it just gives um, bottom non-playoff teams a, some options on, on how they want to uh, you know deal with some of their uh, their trade options. And also, it keeps them uh, just a little bit more uh, interested in the uh, actual game when you know they're you know 15 games out of first place or something like that. So that's the toilet bowl. I highly recommend it for any non-playoff teams in your league. It gives them something to play for and uh, keeps the attention as well. And that is going to just about wrap things up on our first installment of Fantasy Hockey Time. Presented, of course, by Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. And Fantasy Hockey Time is part of the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. It's your one-stop fantasy sports shop. Follow along on Twitter at UFS Network. And find UFSN on YouTube. If you have a fantasy show, hit us up 
and join the fun. Thank you so much for tuning in to the program today. Big thanks to Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports for being the title and presenting sponsor. Uh, We'll have another episode next Monday morning. Record these on Sunday night after the games wrap up and give you the goods uh, for the rest of the week. My name is Dean Millard, trying to help you win your league and at least make it better. Have a great week in fantasy, everybody. We'll talk next Monday.